the Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 11th chapter. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, there is already a stench, because he's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. When Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Glad to hear. Ooh, you okay? There's a corner right there. That's okay. I did that with my knee the other day. I'm going to ask you to do something very difficult. I want you to look at your hands. Can you look at your hands? What do you do with these hands? Name things that you do through the day with your hands. Yes. Um, pick food up. Pick food up. Very good. What else do you do with your hands? Um, raise your hand like we're, we're doing right now. Ask for permission. What else do you do with your hands? Wash them. Wash them. Ooh, sometimes we fight with them. Pray with them. Once you look at your feet, what do you do with your feet? Yeah. Um, hmm. Kick balls with them? Kick balls with them. Very good. Yeah. Walk with them. Walk with them. Yep. Um. Oh, man, everybody. You okay? Yes. All right. 
Yay. Sometimes you hold your head with them? No, we stand with them. You stand with them? Very good. Sometimes you stub your toe? I was going to ask what you do with your head, but I think we just figured out we bump it on things. <laughs> but let's ask. What do you do with your head? We think. What else? You can hold a coat on your head, can't you? Sometimes we bump it. Like yeah. I just did right you can wear a hat. You can bow your head when you pray. You can nod to people. Inside of your head, you can sing, and you can look, you can smell, you can hear, taste. God gave us the ability to do so many different things, didn't he? Yeah, you, we could stay here forever doing stuff, right? We could do our arms and our hands and our elbows and all kinds of things. Our whole bodies. I know. We can hurt ourselves too. But God cares what we do with our hands and with our feet, with our head, with our arms and everything that we have. God wants us to be a part of helping people live life. Not just being nice to people, though you're supposed to do that too. But in today's text, Jesus wants the whole community, everyone that exists, to be a part of helping each other live and live really, really, really well. Jesus wants us to help one another and to share with one another, and to love one another, and make sure that one, each other knows that we are loved too. Everything you do with your hands should be about this. And everything you do with your feet should be about this. Everything you do with your head should be about this. Our hands are the ones that help cup the other person's head when they bump it. And our heads are the ones that help us feel pain too. Our feet are the ones that move us towards other people. And our whole bodies are the ones that help us experience and give love. Our heart's the one that pumps blood to it. Our hearts are the ones that love one another. Our tongues tell of God's love. And it can tell us what we're eating. That's true. We have joy. This week, I want you to look at your hands. Every day, I want you to just look at your hands. I want you to think about what your hands did that day, okay? So sometimes your hands help somebody out. Sometimes your hands hit somebody and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Each day, I want you to look at your hands. Think about what they did. And think about how you could love other people with those hands. Okay? How about we use our hands to pray? Shall we do that? Let us pray. God, you've given us so many different abilities, and we ask that we use these for the sake of helping each other live well. Help us to love one another. Help us to comfort one another. Help us to receive these good things, too, in all things. Bless us and bless those around us with your good and generous love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
stretched it out so we can just get grab one. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. No one bump their heads, okay? Okay. This Lazarus text this week has been following me around in a way that wasn't quite comfortable. It's been following me around in a way that I can't quite shake it, and it's not that I suggest that you try to shake off Scripture as well, but... In my discomfort, it is often my goal to just try to shake off that feeling. But it followed me. It followed me because I felt like I was living out this text. I felt like I was literally walking around in this text, and it felt like the week that I had was the four days in between when when Lazarus has died and when Jesus showed up, and I felt like I was right in the midst of death. I'll admit to you, my brothers and sisters, that while I do as best as I possibly can in my preparation for preaching each week, that I felt like I came up short last week. I felt like I was theologically sound, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I came up short because I didn't know what to say when it came to the death that we saw in the few days prior in Pittsburgh, and I still didn't know what to say about the death that we've been seeing week after week after week. I could have said that death was bad. This kind of death was bad. And I would have been right, but it seemed trite. And I could have said that we condemn people who kill one another. But yeah, of course we do. I'm not sure that's worthy of the pulpit. I could have said a number of things, but I didn't know what to say. And there I was, right in the middle of the story, wandering around with death all around me, and I had no idea what to do about it. And in the reading of this text, I see that Jesus was doing the same two things that Jesus did in this text for Mary and for Martha and for everyone else that was following them. I found the God of heaven and earth weeping again. Just like in this text, it's not that God doesn't know what's going to happen. It's not that God can't change things in an instant. But God is deeply moved. And it seems foolish for me to proclaim something that God's feeling because I don't know what God's feeling. I don't know what God's doing. But it would be also wrong for me not to share this experience. There's weeping in the midst of these deaths. Maybe you've been moved too. And I don't know about you, but in the midst of that weeping, I've also heard God saying, unbind them. You see, in the text that we have for today, it's not just that Jesus weeps, and it's not just that Jesus raises Lazarus, but both those things are good. 
Jesus meets death at the tomb and in full experience of it, Jesus calls Lazarus out and then looks at the community around him and says, you participate too. You are the ones too that will be a part of bringing this man back to life. He is wrapped in death right now. You unbind him and you let him go. How many of you are like me where you've seen the death that's been happening in our communities and in our nation and in our world and you just don't know what to say about it? You just don't know what to do about it. You might get angry, you might get mad, you might write something, you might say something, but it just doesn't quite feel enough. And somehow this world has made me and probably convinced me and maybe you too, that shrugging our shoulders and saying that this kind of thing, if it's inevitable, that it's always happened and it always will happen, is the right response. I used to find wisdom there. I'm not sure it's wisdom anymore. Because Mary and Martha didn't say this is the way it's always been. And Mary and Martha didn't know what was coming, but Mary and Martha had the very least amount of faith we should have in this moment, Mary and Martha stood before Jesus and simply proclaimed what we believe about resurrection. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is our calling. Not death inevitable. This is our calling to look with bold and foolish proclamation at the death around us and say, Lord, if you had been here, my brothers and sisters would not be dead. Like Mary and Martha, I have no idea what God will do after that sentence, but I do believe it to be true. The world also has a way of creeping into my heart and telling me that maybe stronger power is the way to be safe. And maybe stronger power is the way to nurture one another in this uncertainty. Maybe I need more weapons, or maybe I need more anger, or maybe I need more consolidated understanding, or maybe I need this, or maybe... No! Jesus did not use a single weapon to bring Lazarus back out of the dead, and Jesus did not use a single piece of power and might. There was no power radiating off of Jesus. Rather, they simply rolled away the tomb, and in the same way that the entire cosmos was created, God spoke, and it happened. Lazarus come out, and he's raised. Lord, if you had been here, my brothers and sisters would not be dead. And here comes Christ among us in the bread and wine and the sacrament of our baptism, saying to us and to all who hear it that death will not be final, that we will be raised. And then right after it, once again, unbind them. Do not leave your brothers and sisters wrapped in death. Unbind the ones that are disparaged and unbind the ones that we speak ill of. Unbind the ones that are sick and suffering. Unbind the poor. Unbind the ones 
who need this grace and forgiveness unbind the poor, the orphan, the widow, the alien in our midst. And unbind them with the good things. Unbind them with the love that you know is there. Unbind them with the mercy that you feel and receive from God. Unbind them with grace. Unbind them with the sacraments. Unbind them with the holy bath and the holy food. Unbind them with the good news of God in Christ Jesus, the stories of Christ on your lips. Unbind them. Don't let this world say that their death is inevitable. Unbind them. Unbind them as only the church can. This is a day where we remember the saints who have impacted our lives. And after reading over the list that we compiled for this year, and after reading over those names, and after reflecting on the ones that I remember every year, I've come to realize that these are the ones that teach us what it's like to be unbound. These are the ones that teach us what it's like to have someone unwrap us from death. The ones that love us back into being. These are the ones that teach us what it's like to have the good things of God and Christ Jesus in our lives. And I know they're not all good. But God's the one that makes sinners into saints. God's the one that teaches us what it's like to be unbound so that we might be bold to unbind the others. I don't know what it looks like to start walking down this path. I just admitted to you that I didn't even know this path was there until a week ago. But I do think God calls us down it. I think God still stands at the tomb of death and raises us up. And I think that God still looks at the community of believers that surround him and calls them into participation. I think the church has something to do with life in this world. And so I think Christ's words for us on this day, echoing in the work of the saints that have gone before us, remain the same. Unbind them. Hold this world close. Stand boldly before God. Proclaim that Christ, if you were here, my brothers and sisters would not be dead. And when God raises them up, unbind them. May God continue to place saints in your life that teach you what it's like to be unbound. And may God continue to bring the strength and courage to the church to unwrap the dead. God be with you. Amen.